No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. Thursday, a week away from the Super Bowl, late January. What's happening? Man, can't wait. What's going can't on? Can't wait. Yo, speaking of that, Bart Scott been on Get Up. I kind of rock with Bart, man. He he just yeah. says, he, he really <laughs> just says whatever. Like, he's not trying to pander to anybody. He's just like, yeah, oh, nah. He, he make, and he makes it uncomfortable, too. Um, like he makes it really uncomfortable, which I like. They've actually, you know what, man? I don't know if you were. I think it was yesterday, and I was watching, and uh, dude, Jay Will and Richard Jefferson got into it, and I was weak. What it were they like, talking about? It was like the prep school battle we've all been waiting for. I forget what the subject was, but it was getting heated, and pretty much at one point, Jay Will looks at him. And he said he was like. Man, don't tell me what I'm saying. Like, type shit. <laughs> don't put words like, in my you know, mouth. He said it in his Jay Will way. Like, obviously, he's not going to get all wild about it. But it was just funny, man. I feel like the Greeny's been doing a good job of stroking some debate. And they're bringing in some different opinions. So it was pretty good. But, yeah, Bart Scott doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I've seen him he going doesn't at all. a couple times. He makes it very uncomfortable. Like, he's gone at Orlovsky a couple times. And, like, you know, obviously, Arlovsky's intimidated. It's almost by. like he's like, man, I don't really care. Like y'all could, y'all could keep me on. Y'all could not keep me on. Like yeah. I'm, just, I'm gonna say what I, what I feel I'm like I got to re- say. I'm good regardless. Like, <laughs> I'm, I know this isn't full time. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as long as they stop bringing on Acho, bro. Acho needs to retire permanently. Yeah, Acho is Acho's not the, not the best. No, not at all. All right, we're gonna talk. Uh, Weekend preview, biggest stories right now. Zion Williamson last night, we got to touch on that. He had an interesting, I'll call it that, an interesting first performance in New Orleans last night against the Spurs. Didn't get the W, but had had an interesting debut. We'll touch that. Eli Manning officially retiring. We already knew that. The big question is, is he a Hall of Famer? What's his legacy? We're going to touch on that. I know me and me and Big Quick got some strong opinions on Eli Manning and where he stands for real in the actual rank of, of quarterbacks in the NFL legacy folder, whatever you want to call it, right? We got to talk this Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb back and forth. It hasn't really been a back and forth. Donovan was on uh, Untold Stories with Master Tess, a Bleacher Report. They kind of asked, like, yo, you still rock with T.O.? He was like, mm, eh, not really. I don't, actually. And he kind of he, he goes on to say that T.O. broke up the Eagles. T.O. did not take kindly to that. He has some clap back on Twitter. We're going to talk about that. We're going to follow it up, segment two, a couple questions that me and Dick the Quick got on our brain for each other, see what uh, – the other the other half of no ketchup has opinions on. We'll talk questions there, and then uh, we'll close it with some Chicago only talk. Bulls played a game at home last night against the Timberwolves, and nobody was in the building. It was great. They were, at one point they were up fifteen. Nobody was there. I was like, this is the perfect. This is the this is the best the best type of Bulls basketball I could watch at the crib. It's great. 
and then we'll close uh we'll close with Chicago only and we'll keep it moving. Let's do it. What's been going on? You don't want to you don't want to comment on the snow? No, man, we don't talk about the weather outside. <laughs> I know we don't, but I was waiting for you to I was I waiting thought, for you to yeah, comment I we, on I thought we don't comment on the weather, man. No, you have I was man. waiting for you to be like, yo, bro, to snow, be honest, bro. it's not even it's not even bad. Yeah, it's, it's never not, bad. It's hey, look, man, if it doesn't get worse than this, I'm all good. Like we're good to go. I think we've been blessed with uh with winter compared to like other years, but either one of two things is gonna happen. It's gonna stay like this. Or we're gonna be in for a very, uh, very bad February and March. But it is what it is, man. We're gonna rock regardless. You know that's what, what I'm. That's what I like to hear. We gonna yeah. rock regardless. Regardless. Zion Williamson. Whole country. Boy. Whole, <laughs> whole country. Whole country waiting for this. The basketball world was waiting for this to see what he would do. Give me your initial thoughts on the performance. He ended up going for 22-7 and three assists. What were you thinking about? How did you think he was going to look coming in? What were your thoughts when you saw him? And then we'll break it down. Yeah, I mean, I thought he he, he looked up until, I mean, we'll talk about the little three minutes outside of that. But outside of that three-minute stretch, he looked exactly like I expected. I mean, he hasn't played in an NBA. He's never played an actual NBA game. He played some preseason. He's been out the whole year. He's going up against a bunch of guys who are in mid-season form. Um, so obviously, you know, Eli had commented on his running in the group message. That was funny. Yo. So he was running, like, <laughs> running like his sides were touching his balls. He said, yo, we was in the group chat. Our guy said Zion runs like he got a rash on his balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is funny because 100% how he was running. He looked very heavy. I don't think there's any way he, he continues at that particular weight. Um, and he's a turnover. He was a turnover machine. Which a lot of people said was rust, and I agree. Well, some of that was rust, but some of those turnovers were like, "Yo, you, you can't, you can't do that in the association." Those were just like, I mean? "I'm a rookie turnover." Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You just you'll, he'll learn that that's just not going to be able to work in the association. You can't just barrel down the paint like that. Um, but then the three minute stretch happened where he was slacking threes, extremely active on the glass. You know, kind of, kind of asserting himself into the game. Um, which is where you obviously saw the brilliance. I mean, if he's if he's hitting that shot consistently, and again, I think that that was a lot of that was momentum, and he just happened to be hot that night. But I mean, if he's hitting that shot consistently, and then he can bring the energy, um, I think the nice thing for the Pelicans is his style of play is you can just throw him in there. You know, what I mean, I don't think they're going to necessarily need to run a lot of plays for him. They're not going to have to treat him like your your other number one picks usually are, where it's like, okay, we're bringing back some like high output small forward who we need to run the the offense around. Like they just kind of threw him in there while everybody else is doing their thing, and he was just super active, which for them in the middle of a playoff or trying to become in the playoff run because in the West over there it's all jumbled up um, from that eighth seed on. You know, I, I think he looked good overall. I was happy with it. I don't think you can really complain. Other than the turnovers and his, his conditioning, which, again, you know, he hasn't been playing and he's 19 years old, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. But he cannot, I repeat, cannot continue at that weight. It's just not possible. It's His lower body is going to crumble if he stays at that weight and he plays yeah. the load that you're going to play in an NBA game. He has the body type where... I could see him getting in shape real easy, crazy, being cut up. But as soon as he comes off that, he's going to have to main. He's not Brandon Ingram where he could kind of, he's just always going to be a skinny guy, right? No, he's, he, got the, yeah. he's got the body type where if he sits down, doesn't work out, and eats, he's going to get fat. 
It's almost like a Charles Barkley type. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. If I'm the Pelicans, like he's with the nutritionist, he's with the trainer, like that should be priority number one. My G. Make sure that he's always eating food that he'll enjoy, right? Because you stop enjoying this shit, and that's when you start eating whatever because it's easy, it's convenient, it's right there. Like make sure he has a trainer, a dietitian, someone at the facility that's cooking his meals, someone at home that's cooking his meals. And, you know, just keeping him keeping him laced up with the proper nutrition, which you can do. He's a huge investment. So spend the money to make sure that he has, you know, what he needs, man. Because, yeah, I mean, he, he's got to take care of that body. And like you said, he's yeah, got he, that he, friend. He can't he can't slip. He can't miss a workout. Right. He, it's I mean, going to show. No doubt. Big. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. If I'm the Pelicans, he lives with his the nutritionist. He lives with his trainer. They all live in his apartment. It travels with them. You feel what I'm saying? Like yes. he, they are literally sleeping in cots next to his bed. 100%. When he when he gets up for breakfast, my man's already got it mixed up. Uh, you hungry? Okay, I got you. I man. got you. This shit's here, here's some Tupperware right now, my G. <laughs> this is what you're gonna be eating. Oh, time for a workout. Let's go get it done. Let's go get in the pool. Let's, let's do what go we gotta do. do. Cool. Whatever we gotta do, you, bro. Because we'll hold you accountable. We will do everything right. possible to get you an NBA body that you can live with. Because, I mean, the way I'm looking at he's probably about 30 pounds too heavy. Like, that's a lot of weight, but he, he's probably about 30. He needs to cut about 10% of his body, um, which, He know, needs to get where he was at at Duke, maybe a little lighter. Even lighter. I think maybe, he's too heavy at Duke. Maybe yeah. maybe even a little lighter than Duke. Well, we could start at his was, Duke weight to start, but I think he needs to get even a touch lighter than that as well. And it looks like they felt comfortable playing him at the five. Uh, which will be interesting. So, I mean, he's going to need to maintain some weight, but five, even fives nowadays in the NBA, man, they're, they're quick, they're nimble, you know what I mean? Um, so that's the thing. I mean, he has the foot speed and the athleticism, obviously, so he'll, he'll just be even more explosive when he cuts off some of that baby fat and turns that into actual, you know, NBA-crafted muscle. Yo, people are talking Mark Jackson is petty. Like, nah, bro, he's, he's just, look, he's just calling the spade a spade. He's like, bro, this dude cannot be out here like this. He's too big. Too That's heavy. it. That's it. You already saw it. I, yeah, didn't, I didn't think he important. said anything egregious. Mark Jackson has been in the NBA for 50 years. I would trust his opinion on what's going to work and what's not going to work. You know what I mean? No doubt. Like, he's a big boy. He's already the heaviest player in the NBA. So, like, yeah, I mean, come on now. Decent little game last night. That's how I'll put it. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. I, I would, it's funny because before the third started and before he went on that run, I'm like, man, what are they about to be saying about this boy at the end of this game when he has five points or six points, six turnovers, like, and, and he's out of shape, right? You thought Twitter had the lanterns ready? Oh, my God. Of course, they, <laughs> of course they did, right? Because if he doesn't go on that spurt in the third quarter, the, the main thing people are talking about is he's out of shape, he looks out of shape, and they took an L. Yeah. It, it's now completely flipped to where he's sparking life into the community. It's, got, it's, it's all the way up to that. This is going to help business outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, New Orleans is back. This is, there's hope now. There's, he's, he's injected energy. If he would have kept going how he was going, they were going to be like, yo, this dude's out of shape. I'm worried about his lower body, and they took an L. And they've been playing so well without him. Like, he's got to get in shape. It would have been a whole different narrative. So, I will 100%. say that. Decent little game. Those looks, and I don't want to be the, the, the guy because it was very impressive. And, I'm, and, and I am going to get into how I feel about him overall. He got some <laughs> wide open looks. Yo, three of the four threes were wide open looks. And he knocked them down. 
That's what he's supposed yeah. to be doing. Like, he knocked down wide open looks, right? He had one three where LaMarcus still lagged off him and he banged it down anyway. I will say this. He's delivered in every single spot he's had to. I remember when I first saw Zion Williamson. Someone sent me like a, it was like an IG post, right? Yeah, of course. It was like a highlight reel of him just doing ridiculous dunks on the fast break, catching lobs. They were just doing all types of clownery shit, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This dude can jump out of the gym. He plays above the rim. He's dunking everything. But who is he doing this against? These look like some little suburb dude. Like, literally no one was a third his size. He was dunking everything, just bodying everybody, right? But he gets to Duke. He starts going for 30-plus. He's being a team player. He's blocking shots. And on top of that, he's still dunking everything on now D1 ACC talent. So I'm like, okay, this dude's the real deal. No doubt about it. He solidified that whole highlight reel I saw on Instagram. And, and don't forget getting getting his while with playing with a bunch of talent, right? Right. That's what playing I mean. RJ, Team player. Him, yep. Yep. Passing the ball. Showed his passing ability. His his willingness to get up and down the floor and play D. He was slapping people shit out in the, out of the backboard like everything. You know what I mean? He he was showing everything. Then he goes to summer league. I was out in Vegas when he was in Summer League. It was a rock star show. It was ridiculous. Everyone was there to see him. You couldn't get a ticket. And guess what? He does his thing. He delivers. Plays well in Summer League. Then he gets to the preseason and shows out in preseason. See the Bulls game. He killed us. He was ripping the ball out of people's hands. He's dunking everything. He's playing defense. He's scoring. He's bullying people at the basket. Everything he's been doing at every level. Now he's doing it in the league. Then... He gets hurt, but then he shows up last night, has a bad game to start, and then he makes it happen. He's got that. So far, he's answered every bell that's come up at every level. So what, what more can I say? I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I, I agree 100%, right? I was I was kind of, when I first saw the highlights, I was like, yeah, kind of like, you're like, oh, this dude's all over the rim. He looks crazy. Like, this is fun to watch, but I don't necessarily see, like, or I'm not, ready to be like this dude's gonna be the greatest ball player of all time it's just like yo this dude is clearly a much better athlete than the people that he's going against is much bigger and stronger and all that but let, let's see what happens when he takes it to the next level then obviously at duke you know like you said he delivered um and obviously delivered in summer league so i'm excited about it you know a few things um he seems like he's a pretty happy-go-lucky dude so I, i'd be interested to see what it looks like when there's some actual adversity and i think this injury Clearly, was a lot of adversity for him. But, you know, just kind of when the going gets tough, what's his demeanor like, you know, when it really gets going and it's time to kind of, you know, be that guy. But we got we got a, we got a long time before he's even in that spot. I love that he's on this Pelicans team. I think this team is perfect for him. Brandon Ingram is a baller, right? We're, I think we're there with Ingram. You know, everybody knew when he got drafted it was going to be a little bit of time. But I think once he got out of that Lakers situation, obviously he's flourished. Um, you know me on Lonzo. I'm still in on Lonzo, right? He's a point guard in the NBA. I think that takes some time. Um, but his if you jump look at Lonzo, shot looks a hundred trillion times better. It's a hundred times better. He's always pushing the pace. He competes. You know what I mean? I think just playing in LA was a bad spot for him. So I, I really like how they play. They go up and down. Like I said, you can kind of throw him out there and he fits right in with all those athletes. So I, I, I'm excited about it, man. I, I like what I saw. Um, you know, we'll see how they use them for the rest of the year. I think it'll be interesting for them because, again, they are trying to grab that eighth playoff spot. 
Um, but at the same time, they don't want to play him too many minutes and you don't want to damage him. But part of me is also on the whole, like, hey, eventually, you know, if we're, we're talking two, three weeks down the line. If he's gotten his legs back under him, you just got to let him play. Unless the doctors are telling you, like, hey, this injury is a real concern that he could re-injure himself. You know, after three, four weeks, if he's got back into shape, it's time to let him play. Um, again, we'll see how they handle that going forward. I have no problem with them pulling him last night. You know, no reason for this guy to come in and pull a hamstring or anything like that and set him back any further. But I do think that, uh, you know, once you, once you get going here after three or four weeks, if the doctors are telling you, hey, man, this, the injury chance is the same as it's always been, you just got to let him play. Especially when he gets back in shape. Yeah. Let exactly. The, That's what let, I'm saying. Three to four weeks. You got to dri- drive the Ferrari, bro. Yeah. The, the Ferrari needs to be driven. A hundred percent. The super nice sports car, you can't drive it like a Toyota, bro. It's, that's not what it's for. Just let, If it's healthy, let him, let him, let him get let out there ride. and go. You got the oil change, man. Right. You know, let you him go. You got the brakes. <laughs> the tires. Go ahead and let it ride. Let, let I will it say one, one quick other thing from that game that I, that I noticed. There's something I've always noticed about this thing. It's, it's, it's funny. LaMarcus Aldridge will always get buckets. Period, point blank. Think what you want to about him. I don't know if you're an Aldridge <laughs> guy or not, and I don't really know if it matters. But he had 32 last night, and it was like the most LaMarcus Aldridge game ever. Because while Zion's doing his thing, what's happening? Aldridge is coming back down and getting buckets. And then the fourth quarter, he, he's just been killing people with that mid-range jumper for 15 years now. 100%. And he- Guy has three or four moves. That's it. Well, bro, he's he's releasing the ball at such a hot – like he gets his jumper off whenever he wants. So if it's falling – it's a 30-piece. A bucket. That's it. <laughs> just gets buckets. But you know another big, you know, and that's actually an interesting point because it just sparked in my mind, like, th- that. that's a really bad spot for the Spurs because they have two of the most long, like, the, the most two bucket getters in the league with DeMar DeRozan that they're always twos. Yeah. Like, their two biggest players and scorers are always getting two-point buckets. And a lot of the times they're jump shots, and in this in this day and age in this league, that's a bad combo. But see, I think almost when you're looking at DeRozan, he almost defies analytics because yo, he's averaging he's a guard that averages 22 points a game on 54 percent shooting. Yeah, he's efficient, no doubt. So it's like if you're looking at him, like what do you tell this dude? Because it's not like he's shooting like 46 percent. It's like hey, you know, if you mix in the three, it's gonna end up you know, woo-woo. it's like yo. He's shooting 54. He's gonna, he makes it more often than he doesn't. And it's not like he's a big, you know what I mean? So he's kind of like, hey, I'm a, this is, I've been eating this way my entire life. This 100%. But it's tough to have two of those guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, that, Lamar, but, and, and not to say Lamarcus can't shoot the three because he can, but it, majority of his stuff is going to, is, is, they're, they're two point jump shots. And they'll still make the playoffs. Maybe. Which we'll talk about later. For year number 23, they will still make the playoffs. Maybe. All right, let's switch over to uh, to Eli Manning. This is the most polarizing guy in a minute for me. Where what are your what are your parting thoughts on Eli Manning? Like, if you were on the street and some news guy came up to you and were like, "What do you think about Eli retiring?" Like, what would you say? If I was a Giants fan, I'd be like, "Great career." That's not are you, that's not what I'm asking you, bro. I'm not asking you to translate and yourself into being a Giants great, fan. Great career. I'm asking you what what would you say? I would say Eli had a great career, right? I, I if I was a professional athlete and you told me my career would fold out like Eli Manning's did, I would say awesome. Great. What are my true thoughts on him? I mean, he 
polarizing is the best word to put it. Even, my, even myself, I have like split personalities on how I feel about them. Like when you watch him, and especially over like I think like the last like five six years, really, like he's not a good quarterback, right? He doesn't like you can't really say like at any point in time Eli Manning was one of the best quarterbacks in the league or one of the top three or someone that you were truly scared of. But then you look at the numbers and you look at the accomplishments and you look at the moments. And it's like, man, you put it all together. It's like the dude had a hell of a career. If you had told me for the last 15 years the Bears quarterback was Eli Manning, to be completely honest with you, I'd probably be like, eh, okay, that's fine. I'll take it. I'm cool. Compared to what we've had, because we've seen the side of like bad quarterbacking, right? And I get it. There's been times when Eli Manning has been awful. Awful. I think he had a 26 interception season. But he's also won. Well, we're going to get into that. MVP. He's also won two Super Bowl MVPs <laughs> and went on absolute heaters. Absolute heaters when it mattered. Like, look at those. I think we did this a couple of years ago. We looked at the playoff numbers. I think one of those playoff runs, he had 12 touchdowns and one pick. You know what I mean? I, I, I and, got it all pulled up. We're going to go through yeah, it. Yeah, it's all there. So, I mean, like, he, he, he went on heat. So, it's kind of like, do you want the guy with, like, the long career who has all the records <laughs> but didn't necessarily win a lot? Like, do you want, like, a Dan Marino? Or do you want Eli Manning, who, when it mattered, if you put the team around him that could get you to the to where you need to go, he put it in his hands and won the ball games because he won. We said it before, he won those ball games. Hundred percent won those ball games in the Super Bowl. Won them. If someone came up to me and was like, "Hey, what do you <laughs> think about Eli Manning and his career?" If you had to just put it into words, real quick, I would probably start like you with, "Yes, I mean, good career." But be very, very happy that your last name is Manning because he was terrible for a lot of years after they won that second Super Bowl. He was awful. That's what I would say. Because the only reason he, he played for as long as he did after the run in 2007 and 2011, after the 2011 season, there were so many. He was so bad. Go look at the numbers, we, and I'm going to pull them up for you, and we'll discuss them. I already got them up. I'm already All right, on say less. The second second half of his career, his record, 48-67. and 67. And in that 48-67 and 67 record as a quarterback on the second half of his season, or second half of his career, he threw bundles of interceptions. Bundles. He was just never that good, bro. That, I mean, as simple as that. So if we're going to talk about, his legacy and where does he stand? Like he was a he was a he was a solid quarterback. Yeah, and well, yeah, and, and durable, like durable, extremely durable. Never missed a game unless the, and other. Yeah, other but then when, but when he was playing, him. he was shit. Mac, McAdoo benched him for Geno that one game, which was crazy. But yeah, other than that, he's never missed a game. But yeah, I mean, I agree. He was average, average quarterback. But great overall, when he put the whole career together. And again, people that didn't watch him are just going to put his whole career together, and they're going to say seventh in t- passing touchdowns, seventh in passing yards, and two Super Bowls with two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, that's just because. Well, that's just because he played for a bunch of years. He was shit. For, I'm after, just safe. Listen, bro. Let's talk about the numbers. We know what he. Okay, we know what he did. Well, let's talk about the year he won the Super Bowl. What is that? 2008, two, 2008, two, 2007, and 2011. Yeah. He won a couple. in 2007 in the regular season he had 3300 passing yards 20 touchdowns 
And no, he had 23 touchdowns, 20 picks. That's the year they won the Super Bowl. Are you sure it wasn't 2008? 2000, 2007. Okay. Then he went 4 0 in the playoffs twice and to win two Super Bowls, 2007 and 2008. Or 2007 and 2011. In 2007, in four games, he threw for 850 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Had big drives. I get the whole thing, right? 2011, had a better regular season. 20, 29 touchdowns, six, uh, 16 interceptions. And then he went berserk in the playoffs. 4-0, nine touchdowns, one pick, 1,200 yards passing. Went to Green Bay, got a W, the whole thing. Are we discussing guys? So, like, if Joe Flacco wants to get another ring and then play another six seasons and just pile up a bunch of passing yards, like, are we going to put him in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't know if Eli was bad. I don't know if he ever got as bad as Joe Flacco. The last what? two years of Joe Flacco were really, were really bad. I mean, dude, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, I, I really, this is crazy. Um, I hear you. Like, he threw. He, he, if you look at it, if you look at the crazy thing too, and I've looked at this on his stuff before, he actually never really had a dominant season. Never, not even close. He, he, he never had a do- he never had a passer rating over a hundred. He never uh, he never you know he, most touchdowns he ever threw was thirty five, which is a lot. Threw a ton of picks. Oh my right? god, dude, that's truly, ridiculous! Again, he was like I said, he was never dominant. He was never a top quarterback. He just had great moments. To me, he's to me, he, he's he, yeah, he he's the the right side of mediocre, with great moments. So again, like when you're looking at it, you gotta look at would you rather have twenty fifteen years of Dan Marino or fifteen years of Eli Manning? I mean, obviously you take Eli because you got the two Super Bowl rings, and those are two Super Bowl rings that he won. So sure. it, it's hard. I think he's just a tough guy to examine. I think he'll make the Hall of Fame, obviously. You know, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? I don't know, man. He, you know how they have like the Hall of Fame contributors. <laughs> like, if you were like, if you were like the video guy, yeah. you know, like, oh yeah, this dude, he, he did, he shot Super Bowl video for twenty years. Like he's a Hall of Fame contributor. Eli he's an honorable mention. Con- yeah, Eli should be a Hall of Fame contributor. Not exactly what he did on the football field over sixteen years, just really two games and two playoff runs. Give him, a, give him a plaque on the building, not inside. Yeah, yeah like he, yeah, he doesn't have to pay admission <laughs> when he shows up. But he doesn't get, he like, got, a room. Yeah, honorable mention. No trip. <laughs> yeah, like, his wife and kids get to, you know, skip the line and everything like that. But he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't know, his bus, you know, maybe not a bronze bus. Maybe make that shit copper or something. I don't know. Hey, they won the Super Bowl in 2011, so that's obviously a great season. From 2012 to 2018, when he played, he, he played 16 games in every one of those. He won more than 10 games one time. Had a good year in 2015 through 35 touchdowns. He yeah, just threw so many picks. Yeah. How do you throw 27 interceptions? And, and they were and they were uh, six and ten that year. That he had a great year. Yeah, he had 27, yeah. 18 touchdowns, 27 picks. I can and got to play all 16 games. I'm gonna tell you this. I get it. The, the only reason he even plays the next year it's because it's Eli Manning. Yeah. 18 touchdowns and 27 picks. And only completed fifty eight percent of his passes, but then over the next two seasons, you know he what's what sixty three percent of his passes with sixty five touchdowns and twenty eight picks. Right, he came. So he's just like a he's like a his 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 career is like a walking contradiction. Yeah, absolutely. He threw twenty yeah. he threw twenty seven picks, and they went seven and nine. How is that even yeah. possible? I don't know. So if he throws seventeen picks, that's probably they probably win ten games. Over like, 
So the the guy is super polarizing. Is he a Hall of Famer? I also got a lot of bad blood with Eli because he's cost me so much money, like over the years with just ridiculous play. I'd love to see his record against the spread. Oh my guys, I I can guarantee you it's fucking in the toilet. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to. I don't even need to see it. I can guarantee you it's really bad. <laughs> And that, honestly, that should be considered in in fucking Hall of Fame talk. Like, what was his numbers against the spread, though? Uh, he's, he's no Teddy Oh, he's sixty percent. Oh, he's Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hall of Famer. Lock him in. Eli Manning was awful for a lot, a lot, a lot of years, and he got the benefit of the doubt because he won a couple of Super Bowls. His and his last name is Manning, so I can't really go for it. Listen to this real quick. I was reading this really good uh, roundtable article on Eli in uh, The Athletic. If you take Manning's rookie year and his final year off of his stats, then he played 14 seasons from 05 to 2018. During that span, 66 quarterbacks attempted at least 1,000 passes. Manning is ranked, listen to where he's ranked, from 66 quarterbacks that attempted 1,000 passes from 2005 to 2018. Completion percentage, 42nd. Yards per attempt, 29th. Adjusted net yards per attempt, 28th. Interception percentage, 48th. If you took his name off, if you took Super his Bowl na- wins. If you t- if you took his name off and had to vote and, and, and you, you had his, his numbers in front of you to vote for the Hall of Fame, you wouldn't vote for him. Wouldn't be a question, in my opinion. People would not vote. If his last name didn't say Manning, you wouldn't vote for him. I'm telling you that right now. Super Bowl wins, second. Super Bowl MVPs, second. So let me ask you this. Cause so Okay, so I'm going to put it on wax. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he will go, but I, I wouldn't vote for him. Would you vote for him to go? Probably not, no, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a big deal about it if he made it. Because, yeah, I mean, whatever, right? So if, if, he, if he makes it, then... One hundred percent, Ben Roethlisberger's a lock. Then, right? Has to be. I mean, I think Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer, regardless. I feel you heating up. Don't <laughs> be careful. <laughs> ben, be careful. Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger, three hundred sixty-three touchdowns, one hundred ninety-one uh, picks. Worst interception season, two thousand six through twenty-three picks. Consistently throwing over twenty-five touchdown passes. Those for a shit. He threw for five thousand yards last year when he was healthy. I mean, 30, I I'm, thirty-four touchdowns. I feel you. Like, don't like, don't get me twisted. I mean, like, don't they? They, yeah, they can't. No, they, I'm, they, not, they, I'm not. They, I'm not going down that route. Well, they came in. They came go. in. They came in the Three same different seasons with a passer rating over a hundred. They came in the same year, and their numbers are overall not too far off. They like almost have the same amount of touchdown oh, no, passes. You're talking records. Roethlisberger is one forty-four and seventy-one. Eli is one forty-four and one forty-four. Well, no. Well, we all know. I, was, I mean, I wasn't talking about well, the record. I was talking about the one seventeen. Well, listen. I was. T- I, I'm telling you that Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. But like people, I, I heard people talking about. Well, if you put in Eli Manning, you're gonna have to put in Ben Roethlisberger, and it's like, bro, Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback across the board. Yeah, those people are stupid. This is what I'm saying, right? So it's yeah, like. I'm- I don't know how you can even say that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be a Hall of Fame court. I would say if you're going to put in Eli, you have to put in like Philip Rivers or something, but he doesn't have the jewelry, so it doesn't matter. Like People are going to try to put in him, too. He's whack. No, he's not a him, Hall of Fame. Him and Eli Manning are the same player. 
Honestly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think Rivers' highs. I think Rivers overall, when Rivers was really good, he was better than when Eli was really good. Yeah, because uh, Eli was never really good. Yeah, yeah. Eli was, yeah, <laughs> separate, yeah. separate, separate a couple days in January. But yeah. Yeah, for real. He did so, go berserk. I can't flex. He went, he went crazy. He had a, he, he was on a good team, though. Good defense, uh, throw, good coaching. The throw all to Tyree, the throw to Manningham, and the throw to Plaxico. Plaxico. Some big throws. Stuff of legend. Stuff of legends. When they met at two Super Bowl MVPs. So he and knocked out an 18 and 0 ball club. Yeah, that really helps him. With, Beat Belichick with, twice. Yeah, with who it's against, you give Belichick two weeks to prepare and Eli comes out and busts you both times. It's crazy. Won a game at Lambeau to get there. Freezing temperatures. Didn't he beat Brett Favre in one game and then beat a fucking Aaron Rodgers in another one? 07 and 20, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, that, that's crazy. So, for some reason, when it mattered, he was able to turn it up. But, you know, when you're leading up to the stuff that does matter, he, he couldn't get it done. So, again, polarizing is the best way to put it. Polarizing. Man, but, it's a very yeah, polarizing. If I'm Eli Manning, I'm, I'm 100% satisfied with my career. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you made a can't, you can't made tell you, me a damn you thing. made the most you you made the most money a, a, a NFL players ever made. He it, yep. it's like two hundred and thirty five million, and he's right behind. And guess who's number two? Do you know? Right behind uh, Eli Manning is this is the first grossing player in NFL history. Who's who you, you would think number that two? It, you would think it'd be Tom Brady, but he had all those years of just not making money. Uh, Man, I don't know. It has to be someone else who went high and played forever. Number two is Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, like. Is you, number three Cooper Manning? Yeah. <laughs> Archie, number three. How much money has he made? Yeah, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> but, look. So, yo, he made a boatload of money. He won two Super Bowls, two, two NFL, or two Super Bowl MVPs. Like, yeah, I mean. And, and will be able to do whatever he wants in retirement. Yeah, for sure, right? Like good career, yeah. but I, I just can't give him the gold jacket, man. The, the, there's and it, because he, he just doesn't he can't hold any of those guys jock straps when it comes to it, in my opinion. But, but if you were a Giants fan, you'd be like, Hey, I'm all good, man. I'm right. okay. Hundred percent. A to the O K. If I'm a Giants fan, you couldn't tell me shit negative about Eli Manning. Yeah, I'm like, What are you talking about? Like Eli Manning's great. Like what Eli are you Manning the best quarterback I ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Ever. Like, simple as that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got us two yeah. rings. Yeah. If I could, if I was an adult and I got two Super Bowls, like, yeah, he's done. He could do whatever he wants. Do whatever and, he wants to and do. And low-key, that's kind of what he did. He won the second ring and the rest of his career was shit. He, like, he, he was like, yeah, really do man, shit. you know what? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. I, I'll come. I'll, I'll show just, up. I'll do whatever. I'll ride this out. Interception? This out. Eh, no problem. Yeah, throw some picks. Yo, he threw he threw more than fourteen interceptions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven times. He threw more than fourteen interceptions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh eleven out of twelve seasons straight. Three times he threw over twenty interceptions. It's man, like that's a lot of picks. He's twelfth in NFL history in interceptions. Yo, listen, I just pulled up the interceptions list. Yeah, Brett Favre threw three hundred and thirty-six interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brett Favre. The next highest person it. is George Blanda, oh. with two hundred and seventy-seven. 
Wow. How did Vinny Testaverde throw 267 picks? What you mean? He played like he played, eight, he played 20 seasons. Yeah. That's crazy. Dan Marino threw a bunch of picks too. Don't let uh, eight, J- don't let Jameis keep playing. Don't let Jameis keep playing on me. Hey, Jameis, Jameis, Jameis left it ride. That's on me, that boy, gonna so, throw, that boy going to throw 600. I, I would love for the Bears to get Jameis <laughs> for the experience. You never know what's going to happen. He always, Jameis threw for 30 picks and 5,000 yards. That boy, that boy Jameis <laughs> going to throw 500 picks. That's, doc, that's Dr. <laughs> Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Did you see the interview when they asked him? I was like, I just, I just, just can't do it. Just can't keep doing it. I don't know. I don't Here's know, man. Happens. We already. I don't know. Just, we we know. Keep doing it. Can't do it. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Everybody want to talk about the picks. Yeah, I threw thirty picks. This is what it is. Like, yeah, dude, he's wild. Eating W's. Yeah, thirty picks, and I want three hundred mil. Yeah, he's and I want get it, thirty too. mil. He's get it. <laughs> thirty touchdowns, it, thirty picks, thirty mil. <laughs> I already told you. I already told you, my boy. I already told you all these dudes should hold out. My boy Pat Mahomes needs to hold out today, bro. Before the Super Bowl, bro. I'm holding out. <laughs> <laughs> he misses the flight. I need a contract. I need check first, man. I'm sorry. Before the Super Bowl, man. Like, yeah, that's what I need. Y'all enough to make this trip, man. I think uh, I like it here in Kansas City, yeah. man. I'm just stay back. Get y'all, some y'all barbecue. Right. Y'all, y'all got that more, do. man. Y'all be all good, I man. need a deal. <laughs> Where's I my deal? 250. Where's my money, man? Where's my deal, man? 400, man. I missed the flight. Where's my deal? I was a quarterback. I already told you I'd hold out. Every other week. <laughs> <laughs> no, facts, though. I'm like, like, yo, Jared Goff is getting $35 million. I, don't, I don't like my deal. Oh, my God. I hate my deal. Where's my I need like, a new Garoppolo deal. is making twenty and Jared How Goff much? is making 35 I'd be like, hey, this doesn't add up. I this, know we just signed. I know I this like, is fresh. Tear it up. I need a new deal. Yeah, I need a new deal. I need a Super Bowl <laughs> only deal. We can, re- we can talk again after the game. I need a deal. <laughs> yo, actually, matter of fact, tear my contract up. I yep. want a one-game Super Bowl deal for yep. – uh, just give me five million for the game, yeah. and then we'll re-sign the full season deal next year. Yeah, we'll get another one. I'll need <laughs> we'll see what Pat gets. We'll see what Pat gets and reevaluate. Like, yeah, hey, work for you? let's talk after Pat signs. All right. Call, All call right. my agent. Yeah, call my agent. All right, cool. Talk yeah, to you later. I'm gonna go on vacation. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move over to Terrell Owens, Donovan McNabb. Oh man, man, do I love myself some To, bro? I, I, to, oh my god, I love this guy. To 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 the man, I love this guy. I can't, I can't stand this guy. But oh, that's great. Then we're gonna have a great, <laughs> we're gonna have a great conversation. If you missed it, Donovan McNabb went on Untold Stories, a Bleacher Report series led by Master Tess of Bleacher Report, and they essentially asked Donovan about. The Super Bowl run, finally, you know, getting the four straight NFC championships, finally winning, getting to the Super Bowl, playing it, playing for the title against the Patriots. What happened? What made you guys finally get over that hump? What happened in the game? They talk about the the urban legend, quote unquote, of Donovan throwing up in the huddle. We talk about they talk about that. And then Donovan essentially says Terrell Owens ruined the Eagles. He broke them up. He was doing sit-ups and push-ups during training camp. Brian Dawkins and Donovan are like, yo, what is this guy doing? And Donovan essentially then goes on to say, if we could have got this dude to come together and be a team, we could have actually did something and actually made another run at the Super Bowl. Essentially, he he blamed Terrell Owens 
for breaking up the Eagles. T.O. is not having it. No. He essentially comes out and says, yo, Donovan, is, he, he essentially calls Donovan a, a, he's, that, a, he's a jealous baby. And that I'll tell y'all the real story. Donovan was a drunk, essentially. He used to come to my parties at the crib and turn up. He forgot about oh, yeah. that. I mean, I, I want to know. He probably alleged some some uh, some candy. Are we going to talk about the DUIs that he got? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. So T.O. starts to go in. He says he wants to come on untold stories and and, and tell the truth about Donovan and what and what was going on. Your Can't thoughts? Wait. Can't wait. <laughs> um, I mean, it was so I watched that yesterday uh, when it first came out. Like, it was petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about 16 years later. Like, it was petty, bro. It was very, very petty for him to even bring up that man's name. He could have easily, like, not taken the bit. What's Buddy's name? Tess? 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 Master Tess. Master Tess. Yeah. He has a way of being real cool and getting people to say some outlandish shit. Yeah, he's got the young, black, cool vibe to him. So I'm going to tell this dude what's up. But he's stroking. He's like like the black Vlad. Yeah, it's Um, good. He'll get you start saying some shit. But so I, I thought it was interesting that he went there with it and really didn't take any responsibility over what happened in that game. You know, I wasn't tired. I didn't throw up. That's all a lie. And basically, you know, Terrell Owens costed us the chance of the Super Bowl and repeat and all the chemistry and all that. I just felt like it was kind of unnecessary for him to even go there. Like, I get what he was trying to do, but you had to know T.O. was going to see that shit and was going to react. Now, T.O.'s reaction is <laughs> trying to go scorched earth, and I'm going to talk about your DUI and what else he was doing at the party. <laughs> to me, like, you know, probably talks about some drug use. Like, okay, maybe, you know, Don was over here getting his nose open. Who knows? <clears throat> and the real reason why you threw up at the Super Bowl. Like, shit like that. So now you open up this can of worms and this back and forth between these two people that's going to go on now. Well, for the like, record, T.O. Donovan- you know T.O., T.O., T.O. is not going to stop. Right, like he first off, he needs to be relevant. Right, right? T.O. So lives him, for this type of shit. Yeah, he, exactly. Gives him a chance to be relevant again. You know what I'm saying? I think he he's obviously gonna hop on the show and say some wild shit, and we'll get into some back and forth. But like, it's almost like these two dudes need to shut up and just kind of keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I'm not here for the T.O. versus Donovan McNabb in 2020, even though I, I low key am. Oh my god, I, I, you're a liar because <laughs> when T.O. starts talking about this, you're going to be listening for sure. We're going to be talking about it. 100. percent I think it's I think it is kind of a bad look for T.O. Uh, but is I it a bad look, point, or or is he just responding? It's not like he went on there and started talking general. about. Donovan. Tio's a bad luck in general, man. He he <laughs> it, he's just Don't, a bad luck. And what I, do you I, mean? I was thinking about this when it first happened because I think people are gonna end up siding with Donovan on it. But like if you look at like TO and you look at like Randy Moss, like they are the difference between there's a difference between being difficult and being disliked. You know what I mean? Like Randy Moss was difficult. TO was disliked. And I think that's why like his post playing career has gone the way it has. Like He's not hosting no morning shows or no afternoon kickoff. He had to fight to get in the Hall of Fame, which is crazy to me. Because if you look at the numbers, T.O. was absolutely, like we're talking about his Eli Hall of Famer. T.O. is 100,000% absolutely a Hall of Famer. First ballot, no doubt. It shouldn't have taken the extra few years that it did for him to get in, which is just absolutely crazy, right? Like he was a dominant, dominant receiver. Um, And one of the best players in the league when he was playing during his era, which lasted a while. But he was so disliked. Like, you know, you don't got anybody going to bat for you. Teammates don't fuck with you. Everybody thinks you're a bad teammate. Everybody thinks you're selfish. 
So he, he'll never get the benefit of the doubt, and this will end up backfiring on him somehow because people like Donovan. I mean, people like Donovan McNabb. I guess he's acceptable or whatever. But um, I want to see where it goes. I'm not going to lie. I like the mess. You know what I mean? I want to see what T.O.'s talking about. Like, if he really starts going wild and coming out with some, like, crazy stories, like, yeah, I'm here for it. Well, here, T.O. and I quote, he said, I'll, he said, let me know when you want to hear the truth. Did you ask him about those DUIs and what he was doing at the parties I threw at my house during our time in Philly? Hmm, don't worry. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, did you see the DUI video? Yeah, I saw it when he got the DUI in Arizona. Uh-uh. I don't, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. He hit some lady. And, like, he's talking to the cop and shit. He doesn't even, like, remember hitting her. He's all fucked up. It was, like, a 30-minute DUI video. I, 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 I watched those shits. Uh, when was and, that? Uh, this was a couple of years ago in Phoenix. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was talking. He was still road, man. You know, was, you know, he know how it goes. He's going up north. Listen, I think you made a very good point on T.O. is disliked. People don't like T.O. for whatever reason, right? Like he's boisterous. Well, yeah. He's out of control. He's just he's your perfect example of the guy we always talk about that when he produced, you couldn't do shit with him because he was such a monster. But as soon as, like, there was years that T.O. could have played some more, but he didn't get any deals because he was just disliked. His last year in the league, he had 900 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. That's a big year for a lot of people right now today. Yeah. It's a bigger year than any player on the Bears, not named Allen Rob. I mean, yeah. I mean, come you on. You know what I mean? That's a huge, that's a huge year. Right. A.B. is disliked. A.B. will never play in the league again. Yeah, A.B. is beyond disliked. Yeah, A.B. Yeah. is really, like, A.B. is taking the T.O. thing and, and been like, hold my beer. You know, I'm going to double down on this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it is interesting to 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 see that. Like, he, T.O. didn't have to leave Philly. They had a good core. They had Westbrook. They had McNabb. They had T.O. And when T.O. was healthy, they were a problem. It, it, it kind of seems like T.O. is trying to let people know, like, yo, this dude was jealous of me. He ran me out of town. I had to leave. So don't think that I left Philly because it was some Eagle shit. Like, Donovan didn't like me like that. That's why I broke but, up. But doesn't that already play into the narrative surrounding T.O. where it's me, me, me? Oh, it couldn't have been my fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, sure. Sure, but, I mean, it, it, it also doesn't doesn't make Donovan 100% innocent on it. No, for sure. I mean, something happened, man. Nobody That, that, that throwing up in the huddle shit just didn't come out of nowhere. Well, Donovan actually talks about that in the video. He's like, yo, all this talk of me throwing up in the huddle, how come no one's ever got the tape? Like, where's the tape on that happening? So, I mean, I, who knows if that happened or not? Now, how come it took you 16 years to say it didn't happen? <laughs> now, if it came out, in, I mean, the interesting part is going to be, is T.O. going to come out and be like, yo, this dude was out of shape. He was partying before the Super Bowl and on the game winning drive and we needed him. He was tired and gassed, and that's the real story. That's going to be the interesting stuff to come off. Yeah. I mean, obviously, again, T.O. has nothing to lose. You never want to go at a man that has nothing to lose, and T.O. is 100% that I have nothing to lose category. <laughs> we'll see what happens. He said, he said, I'm going to bring my chunky soup. What else did he say? <laughs> he said, he said, don't, he said, I'm never going to be the, the bigger man because I, I don't eat chunky soup. That's what he was saying. Yeah. He can't talk about <laughs> chunky soup. <laughs> You can't be going against these dudes that ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah, bro. bro. He just he just doesn't care. He doesn't he care. He doesn't care, bro. You don't know what kind of stories are going to come out. 
Absolutely. So yeah. He talked about Romo always showed him love and said he was a good teammate. But man, T.O. was a, was so good everywhere he went that very good. Oh man, he was so good and he was yeah. entertaining. He was ahead of his time too. I love me some me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. I love me I some love me. me. Some me. <laughs> T.O. legend. It's popcorn ready. <laughs> you teach Chattanooga. Shout out T.O., man. What's your favorite T.O. celebration? Oh, man. Uh, probably going on the star. Yeah? Yeah. Going to it. going to the star? Oh, I love it. I love stuff like that. That was really good. I like when Baker planted the flag on the fucking, uh, over at, uh, was that Texas or? Uh, yeah, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I love that type of stuff. The star I was. I love outwardly disrespectful acts of confidence. Yeah. Well, the thing about, but like that, dude, that's why I love all those guys because they can do it. He was saying, yeah. like, I'm a star in this league in Dallas. Yeah. I, I don't care if I play for, for the Niners or not. I'm I'm the star here on this Sunday. Yep. Y'all better believe it. He did it twice, bro. Twice. <laughs> he did it twice. I love it. What he was did yours? it twice. My favorite one is the autograph, bro. He played played on Monday Night Football, pulled a Sharpie out of his sock on Monday Night Football <laughs> and signed the football. <laughs> and 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 honestly, I think correct me if I'm wrong or whoever's listening, someone let me know if I'm off here. But I think that was his second touchdown. Like, he didn't pull it out on the first touchdown. No, it was, yeah. He scored another one and then pulled it out. Like, he was. Well, his, and then the NFL started to crack down on us. Remember Joe Horn pulled out a cell phone? Yeah, did he call shit, his agent? Yeah, that shit was corny. I don't know. He pulled out a flip phone. <laughs> that shit was corny. He called his agent. That was after, that was after T.O. Yeah, he was trying to copy some T.O. Oh, the shit. Randy Moss moon. The Randy Moss moon. Like, there's a lot of good ones, but yeah. pulling out. The Sharpie to sign an autograph on a football and giving it to a fan is legendary. I wonder who has that ball right now. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, w- I, I wonder if we can find. I wonder yeah. who got the T.O. signed football. That's what I need to know. He was in Seattle. We should find that. We should try to Didn't find he that. Po- he grabbed the pom-poms once, Dude, too. Didn't he grabbed the pom-poms. He, he grabbed the popcorn and poured it in his face. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, bro. He, that boy a legend, man. Shout out to T.O. Let's, we're just gonna jump segment two and go into segment three and talk to Chicago only because I feel like we're gonna we're gonna hear we're gonna be here for 20, 30 minutes and we've already had an hour. So Chicago only talk. Let's start with this. The Chicago Bulls played Minnesota last night in an empty building. The picture this at tip is is let's say it's a little exaggerated because if you guys are Bulls fans, me and Nick are Bulls fans, if we were playing the Lakers at tip, there'd still be empty seats because people are trying to get there after work and beat traffic. It's during the week, right? Like, it's never jammed at 7 o'clock. But this was extra empty. There was nobody there. Well, there were whole sections. The whole the the Bulls came out and said the attendance was 18.75 or something like that. Um... But that's fine, but not. there's no way that many people showed up. I would say 8,000 people showed up for the game. We've been calling for this for years. This is the only way we're going to get any change. Bulls fans, stop going to the game. Keep doing what you're doing. 
If you must watch them, fine. Stop showing up to the stadium. That's the only way we're going to get guard packs, boiling, all, all these goofballs out of here. Are we making progress there? Should ownership start to worry? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to start worrying because that affects the bottom line. And, you know, we joke about it, but Ryan Storff's got a baseball team to support, and you can't, you know, you can't sign <laughs> Cuban outfielders if you're not making any money with your with your main cash cow. But, you know, all jokes aside, yeah, I was there. I told you I was there two weeks ago. The energy was dead. We walked down to the fifth row and sat down and watched the game. Like, dude, dude the usher just looked at me. And I was like, yeah, whatever. He doesn't like, care right, either. I'm going to go sit courtside. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's all so good. <laughs> watched the entire fourth quarter from, like, the fifth row. It was all good. Like, the energy is low. Nobody was there. Just like last night, nobody was there. It's funny. Like, I made the joke, like, you know, who's really hurting right now? Like, people's parking is hurting, bro. Like, the people over at people's parking right now are very much hurting because you're not selling any seats at the UC. So, motherfuckers are not parking in those lots. So, I mean, like, we, we pulled right into the lot. No problem. Um, you know, the vendors, the concessions, everything around the arena. Yeah, that has a whole ripple effect on all the economics of the team and that's when it's going to start to matter because this is something that jerry has not experienced before with the bulls so 100 percent is going to matter because at the end of the year they're going to look at those cash sheets and be like man we pulled in a lot less money than we had last year why well people aren't coming to the game they're not coming around the stadium we built this big ass atrium and nobody's in there so yeah that matters 100 percent Will it force change? I don't know. Jerry's extremely loyal. So he might come and light into them and be like, yo, y'all got to get something going, but I don't know if that means that heads are going to roll. I mean, that's what we ultimately want, right? I mean, that's the only way we get it to happen. We want people to get fired. Like, I don't, if you, any, 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 there's going to be a fall guy for this year. (coughs) It's going to be Gar Foreman. So if you really hate Gar Foreman, who I think has been removed from everything anyways, then yeah, you'll get your wish. He's going to be fired. Maybe Jim Boylan gets fired. Probably not. And that's what it's going to be. But they're definitely feeling it. It's not like Reinsdorf is just laughing it off. That's a lot of money. Like You're talking about you can sit there and count 10,000 empty seats. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> all a, those people buy if all those people buy a soda, that's forty thousand dollars you're not getting today. Facts. Plus the seats, plus the parking, plus the merchandise. Plus the biggest that they're having is they when it's empty like that, you're not building fans for tomorrow. You're not building parents fans. Are bringing their kids to the parents aren't bringing their kids to the game and turn them into Bulls fans. And you're not gonna get nationally televised games because they don't put up with that empty seat shit. Exactly. So now you're just like all these, like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, next thing you know, you're the Charlotte Hornets, like I've been saying forever. And then you're not selling any jerseys because you're not selling them outside Chicago because no one knows your players because they're not on TV. Our boy Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic wrote an article. I got free tickets, so I came. A Bulls beat writer takes a trip to the 300 level of the United Center. Sounds like D went up to the 300 level and was asking people about the game while they came. At m- majority of the people he interviewed were like, I got free tickets, so I came. I'm from out of town. Or there, there weren't any real Bulls fans. Like, yo, I'm here to support the squad. Like, the, the real Bulls fans like me and you that would go to actually watch the game and support the squad, they're not going. And that's a big issue. I was listening to Cap this morning, 
and he made a good point. He's like, yo, when you and your girl are arguing, at least y'all are arguing. That means like you care, y'all both care about the relationship and, and, and what happens going forward. When y'all stop arguing, that's when you have a real problem. And, and, and he correlated it to, yo, when, you, when you're a Bears fan or a Bulls fan and you go to the game and you boo, you care. You care about the product. When you stop showing up and you have free tickets and you're contemplating if you're going to even go or not, that's when you have a real issue. The big thing, like, for example, let me give you the, the Zion Williamson New Orleans Pelicans example. And we talk about this all the time. If you don't have any hope, if there's no reason to have hope, like us fans, we have no hope for the squad. None. Like, what, where, is there any hope? Do you see any hope on the Bulls? Like, what, what gets you jazzed up about the Bulls? Nothing. Nothing, right? So, at the very least, the Pelicans have Zion. They have a young core. They have Ingram who's showing a bunch. Ball's getting better. They have something to look forward. It's all about having hope and something to look forward to. I talked about this with uh, the Patriots for all these years. Like, they've always been happy because they knew that their team would compete. They had hope of actually making a deep run and going to the Super Bowl. We don't have hope of doing anything. Winning 30 well, games. We don't, have faith. we don't have faith in the people who are supposed to be building right. that hope either. That's the bigger issue. That's the bigger issue. In some of these other franchises, and it's funny, it's going to lead into like my next point, but like some of these other franchises, like even if it's not going well, you're like, yo, we have the right people in charge. The Patriots can go 1-15 and next year, and I guarantee you Patriots fans wouldn't even sweat. Like, hey, it's all good. We got the right boys in charge. We know Belichick will figure it out. You know it's, what I mean? It's all good. Spurs could win 20 games next year, and people be like, hey, Pop, R.C. Buford, those guys will figure it out. They have a plan. You know what I'm saying? We we don't have that. No one no one's over here outside of Seamus being like, oh, Star <laughs> has the right idea. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like those people are few and far between. So yeah, that's an issue. Again, if you had some faith and, and if you thought that they could turn it around, you wouldn't be worried about it. You'd just be like, yeah, it's just a bad year. But we'll turn this around. I'm not worried about it. But no one has faith in this team. Or I'm sorry, in the people that are in charge. Zero faith. Opposite of faith. Opposite. The opposite. <laughs> when, is, have you been to any of the games since we went? Yeah, yeah, since I went last week. You up with the, the Bulls? Yeah. When was the last time yeah, you paid to go to a Bulls game? Uh, I couldn't tell you. This is okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. To be honest with you, and. Four years? Years. It's a problem. Years. Years. Man, I remember like, back in the day, like, getting offered Bulls tickets was like, you had to go because you they just didn't come around like that. Like, you were canceling shit to, to even... Try to make it happen. Try to make yourself available to go to the game. We're so far from that. We're just. I I tweeted a few a few weeks back when I saw the uh, the preview for that documentary coming out with Jordan and those guys. What's it called? Do you remember? Uh, the last the last the run last season the last, last season the last, last run dance, whatever like the that, last yeah. dance I think it's the last dance. And I was watching that and I was like, man. We're, we now get it. We were excited this offseason because we signed Tomas Sadoransky. 
Like we have, yeah. we have truly, truly, truly fallen far, far, far from where we should be on a on a yearly yearly path, bro. It, it's really, it's really something. All right, talk to me about this Spurs versus Chicago. What are you talking about? So yeah, I mean, uh, and it was funny. So it, it goes right into what we're talking about right now, as far as the state of your franchises and do you trust the people in charge and success and all that stuff. So yesterday, um, during the broadcast of that Spurs and Pelicans game, the announcer brought up that you know the Spurs are on a run of twenty-two straight playoff appearances which is absolutely crazy, right? 22 straight playoff appearances. If they make it this year, it'd be 23 straight years. So I started thinking, I'm like, okay, what what have the Bulls, and more specifically, what have Chicago sports teams done over that 22-year run of the Spurs dominance? So I kind of broke it down based on every team that we have, and just to kind of give you an idea of what they did over that 22-year run where Popovich has been the coach of the Spurs and has never missed the playoffs. So the Bulls. 11 playoffs. So this is from 1997 or 1998 on. Yeah. Uh, Bulls. 11 playoffs appearances. Zero titles. I guess one title. So if you want to call it that year that you started, it's one title um, that we won. You're talking about with Jordan? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. started the year that Jordan left. I almost didn't even want to include it. Yeah, we should, um, but fine. Whatever. But let's just not include it. I will call it 11 playoffs, zero titles. Zero championship games, eight head coaches. Blackhawks. Thank God for the Blackhawks. When I combine these numbers without the Blackhawks, they're very sad. Ten playoff runs, three titles. Bears. Five playoff appearances in yeah. 22 years. We need to talk about that. Yeah, we, we really five, do, though. Five playoff appearances in 22 years. Obviously, no titles and one Super Bowl appearance. And the guy that was getting to the playoffs, we ran out of time. Cubs, yeah. eight playoff appearances, one title. White Sox, this is pretty pathetic too. Three playoff appearances and one title. All in all, right? They shooting a good percentage. The White Sox, though. Spurs, third of the time they win the title. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. White Sox get to the playoffs. They might win the title though. They, might. they got thirty three percent shot. <laughs> <laughs> better than the Bears. Uh, Yeah, shout out the White Sox. Real shit. Twenty-two playoff appearances and five titles over that time, right? So you add that all together. So during the time the Spurs have made twenty-two playoff appearances and won five titles, Chicago sports teams combined, including the Blackhawks. I'm talking about five teams, thirty-seven playoff appearances and five titles. If you remove the Hawks from that equation, because we don't pretend to be Hawks fans here on the No Catch Up Chicago podcast, you are talking about between the four teams that we talk about. 27 playoff appearances and two titles versus one franchise that has 22 straight appearances and five titles. Yeah, it's, and, and and that's San Antonio versus Chicago. Inconceivable. It's unheard of. They have Our four teams have five more playoff appearances than this one team during that same run. We have three less titles. Again, we'll take out the Hawks. And, and what have... And, and what have uh... What if the San Antonio Spurs had that whole stretch? First off, great upper management with R.C. Buford. Incredible. Then you go down to Popovich, and then you make some good decisions. You get lucky with Tim Duncan. The rest is history. But it still starts with it still starts with the, the stuff up top. It starts with Buford they made, they made and then the Popovich. They traded to get Kawhi Leonard. They traded into right. that spot to get Kawhi Leonard. They traded George Hill. Right. 
we right? we we so, just we just haven't had outside of Theo Epstein, and then what the Hawks have done, and then the, the run for the White Sox. The Bulls and Bears have had terrible management. Bulls and is. Bears over that. The Bulls and Bears over that stretch have sixteen playoff appearances. Uh, I don't know how many coaches the Bears have. I know the Bulls have eight and one championship game played. In the twenty-two years, one championship game played between our bread and butter teams. One, the, the big money teams. One. 16 playoff appearances. The Spurs alone have been to the playoffs six more times <laughs> in the last 22 years than two marquee celebrated franchises. That is what you call a run of futility, especially the Bears. That is a run of futility. I couldn't believe that we've only made the playoffs five times in 22 years. And it's usually one and done. Five. We've, I think we've only won one playoff game. No, we didn't. We had to win two to go to the Super Bowl, so oh, we yeah, at we least. Didn't go to Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, we at least have game. two. Yes, yeah, three. I think. Game. Yeah, we beat the Seahawks. We beat the Saints, and we beat the. Uh, uh, who did we beat last year? We beat the Seahawks. We didn't beat anybody last year. We didn't beat anybody last year. Who did we beat the year we went to the Super Bowl? So Seahawks, Saints, Seahawks, Saints. That was the Cutler year. We didn't beat Green Bay in any of those. No hell no. <laughs> we can't beat Green Bay in a preseason game. Let me see. Hold on. We got to look this up real quick because I'm right, I'm right here. Hold the on. Cutler year, the year they went to the NFC Championship. Well, that doesn't even count either. So, yeah, the NFC Championship game, who did we win that first? That We won against, uh, that was the Seahawks, right? Were they like 7-9? Yeah, I think it was the Seahawks. Hold on. Let's see. 2010 playoffs, we beat, uh, we beat the Seahawks and then lost to Green Bay. Okay. In the 2006, when we went to the championship, we beat Seattle again. So we beat Seattle twice in New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. It was Seattle and New Orleans. Yep. I knew it was yeah, New Orleans the other one, yep. And then before that, our last win was in 94. So since 1994, we have three so playoff wins? Since 1990, we have four one, wins? two, three, four, five playoff wins since 1990. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. The Bears are actually like, let's go ahead and call it what it is. Like, we, we like to hold this franchise up in some sort of regard. This is actually a, a, a pathetic professional sports franchise. Yeah, it is. I don't even I don't even want this to go into a Bears talk, but that's staggering. Five playoff wins in 30 years. Five playoff wins in 30 years. How many coaches have we had during that time? Ten? More. 13? I'd have to guess more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're talking about a franchise that that is literally a, a bad franchise, right? That has to be amongst the worst in the NFL. Then the Bulls in the 22 year runs of the Spurs dominance. Damn, that is when you when you look at it like that, 30 years and five, five playoff wins, and literally in the last six five years, the Patriots probably have a dozen. Yeah, it's crazy. We laugh at like the Buffalo Bills of the world and the, I don't know, what other shitty franchises are there? You know, like the the Raiders or somebody like that. Like, no, those teams are better than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can, it, <laughs> when you think about it like that, that again, we're still living we off that 80. We're living team. off that 85. 85 Bears. Hey, whatever it's bad. Hey, we got the 85 Bears. None of us were alive. It would be another nine months before you saw me. 
when that Super Bowl happened. You understand? Man, like another nine months. I'm probably conceived <laughs> that night. You understand? Like what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my parents. It makes sense. The timeline matches up. What was that, January 20th? No. I was born October 29th. That's exactly nine months. How at your boy. This shit adds up. Super Bowl, January 26th, 1986. And I was born on I was born on October 29th, 1986. Exactly nine months. Bro, were you conceived on Super Super I'm Bowl a Super Sunday? Bowl, baby. That's why I'm trying to, <laughs> why I care so much. Wait, you gotta holler at your parents on that. Wait, bro. I think I was, you were conceived on Super Bowl Sunday, bro, after the Bears got a dub. Yo, yeah. that's wild, son. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Man, they've, won, they've, won, they've won fucking five playoff games since then. So I guess, you know what I mean? Oh, so, man, that's wild. I, I thought that that was interesting because I remember, when again, when I heard that number last night, I was like, first off, 22 straight playoffs appearances is absolutely unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, say what you want to. I, there's really nothing to say. Well, how I many was it? How many have the Patriots been on? Isn't it like 15? I think the Patriots are on 15. Well, no, remember, they have a hiccup in there. Because the, the, the Matt Castle year, they won 11 ballgames and didn't make the playoffs. Oh, but so they didn't even have their quarterback. But, that's that's okay. what I'm saying. So many little things can happen over 22 years that can cause right. you to miss the playoffs, and right. it never it hasn't happened to them, or they've been able to withstand it all. We can't even get there. <laughs> yeah, so for them to go 22 straight times is crazy. With mul- and he's going to get back this year. Like, that's crazy. And just look at look at our record throughout the time there. I mean, that that's... That's crazy. So, uh, uh, shout out to basketball, baseball, football, and hockey reference for providing all these statistics for me. Yeah, of course. Uh, great okay. website. I didn't even know there was a hockey reference. Guarantee it's the first time I've ever been on it. Those are sick. But, uh, Those reference sites got everything yeah, broke you down. You can literally pull up the the, the, the the playoff results and all that, and that's where I pulled it all from. It only took me a few minutes. But as I was going through it, and I went, when I got to the Bears, it was just by far the most pathetic one I've ever seen. Yeah, it's bad. Pathetic franchise, pathetic. You got so anything you want else to talk about having hope to get better? If you're a Bears fan, you have zero hope. Yeah, we don't have any. Even if you're GM, your franchise has never proven to you that they can get better, and need, they can have. We need a quarterback. Success. Man, next season is going to be a big. It's going to be. It's just. I just. I'm not looking forward to going into the year because I'm not excited. Like, that year we went to the playoffs, going into that year, I was telling you, like, yo, this team is different, bro. We're going to be good. Going into next season, like, man, I have no hope, bro. Zero, zero hope. No hope. You were talking about that salary cap thing on the on Tuesday's pod. Yeah. I'd like to know where the Bears stand. Do we have cap space? I didn't even bother to look because we don't have a I wish we had I wish we had a quarterback that I had to worry about looking at the cap to see how much we were gonna pay when we paid them, how much money we were gonna have left for other players. But I mean we better have cap space because we don't we don't we're not paying a quarterback and won't be paying a quarterback anytime soon. So we should have cap. I haven't looked. Well, he's gonna cost us he's gonna cost us twenty million in a year. He shouldn't be on the team in a year if, if he keeps playing like this. Don't, so. don't you have to make that you have to make a decision on that fifth year option. Well, at some point no. next year. No, I think it's next year, no? I don't think you get the whole year. Yeah, that would be interesting to look into. But No, I think you have to make that decision before the season starts if you're picking up that option. But I think even $20 million at that cap is still like 12%, 10%. It's still not that big. But, I mean, he's he shouldn't be getting paid $20 million, but they believe in him. Yep. So, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? How about them bears, man? <laughs> you got anything else before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I need to. I need to. Uh, yeah, give me a, just give me a couple minutes on this. I know we're not doing questions. Yeah. 
But I am. I'll save my other questions for next week. But I need to. I need to call you out on something, man. Okay. You, yeah. Talk it's to been me. like two weeks. I've wanted you to have to answer to this. All right, everybody that's listening, I want you to listen to this list. <laughs> okay. Wait. Look, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm gonna give you some background on where this came from. But go ahead. Do, yeah. Do you know where I'm going right now? This is this is Ben Simmons talk. Oh my God. Yeah. I so, know. <laughs> on January third, maybe he was still a little, little drunk from the first. I don't know. Sean sent out a list. <laughs> it said <laughs> Kimba, Kyrie, Kyle Lowry, Trey Young, Steph, LeBron, Darren Fox. Shout out Darren Fox. Darren Luca, Fox. Russ, John Morant. Shout out John. Jamal Murray, CP3, Dame, Mike Conley. Prior to that text message, he said, I'm taking all of these guys before Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, look, look. Last night we got into a little Ben Simmons conversation on the group chat. Sean was pretty quiet on them throwing out that Ben Simmons is better than Michael Jordan, which I knew. Y'all love y'all love jokes. Ben Simmons. But <laughs> I get it. Here's my here's my question. Because I like Ben Simmons too, but I, I, I understand he's a flawed player, right? He's only twenty three years old. And I feel like he is a very a very good player and I'd love to have him on my team. Yo, what is your beef? With Ben Simmons, that will possess you to tell me. <laughs> this, Lowry, is, this is my Kyle beef. Lowry, Trey Young, and Jamal Murray over Ben Simmons. Now, and mind Mike you, Conley, I would, de- I would, I would definitely <laughs> take Trey Young before Ben Simmons right now today. You would take uh, Trey Young yeah, right now I over think, Ben Simmons. I think I would. Yeah, that is crazy. Why? Why not? Because because he, he doesn't play any D. You, I, I honestly think that if Trey Young guarded you for thirty minutes, you would probably give him ten points. Where the NBA is going, Trey Young has a possibility of being a better overall player long term than Ben Simmons. That's oh for sure. Oh my God, that's so much blasphemy. It's just the facts. I feel like we could make a whole separate pod into this we conversation, could. but that that to me is just blasphemous. That like I think now that listen at that ben time. Simmons to me, like come on, man. Like when I tweeted that, crazy. I was when, when I sent that, I was I I was having a conversation with my guy Max, and me and Max always vent to each other about how much better Ben Simmons should be. Like, Ben Simmons should be the MVP candidate. He's 23. I, I understand. Luca's, he's getting better. Luca's 15 years old, and he's an MVP candidate. Ben Simmons should be an MVP, an MVP candidate. That's where I get frustrated. He's no different to me than, like, Dwight Howard when I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, wow. no, but, but listen, I'm looking at Dwight Howard, and I'm like, yo, this dude – should be one of the best players in NBA history. That's how I that's how I look at Ben Simmons and I don't see the progress that I want, so I get really frustrated with him and then I say blasphemous things like I would take Jamal Murray over Ben Simmons. Like obviously blasphemy. I, obviously I wouldn't do that, but there's a lot of guys on that list right now that I would say are better PGs than Ben Simmons in the league. Ben Simmons averaging 16, 8 and 8 with monster defense. 16, monster eight, defense. 16, 8, and 8. Uh, well, well, am I supposed to jump out of my window for those? What, no, but he's what 23 you want? years old. But he's not, I, he's not a scorer. Like am that. I supposed he to? Great, and he's an awesome two-way player. Am I supposed to give you my firstborn he's for those awesome numbers? two-way player. Two steals, shooting 58%. Okay, where does he? How, he's shooting fifty nine percent from free throw, which is absurd. Yeah, we won't. But, even, hey, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> you, we, you could leave that out. And doesn't shoot threes. But come on, man! Has thirty four okay, so twelve let me, the let other me, night. Let me ask you this: Is twenty three? Is twenty three? And is get? I'm sorry, sorry. I don't want to say he's getting better, but that's a whole. 
another issue. He's not getting better at all. I actually think that they need to fire their coach. If I was in charge of the Philadelphia 76ers, I would have fired this guy, Brett Brown, so long ago because they're one of the most maddening teams to watch. They are. They are really maddening. Literally hate watching. And the one thing else I noticed when I watched the Sixers, I don't want to get into a long Sixers conversation, but Tobias Harris averages 19 points a game, and I don't think I've ever seen him make a bucket. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Hold on. It. Let me ask you this. Right. I'm going to ask you two questions. Go ahead. With a guy that shoots 56% from the free throw line, and his whole game on offense is going. Give him his three points. Okay. 59. Per- he shoots in the 50s. Yeah. At the free throw line, and his whole offensive game is going to the basket. What what, what are you going to do with him in the playoffs? But that's not his whole offensive. Game. Oh, it's his not. Whole what offensive is it? Game is he's an awesome setup man who's twenty three years talking old about scoring and is getting better. He will get better. He's twenty three. Bro, he could. He's a he's you, a big problem to have on the floor in the playoffs down the stretch. With him, you don't care with, about defense. With this, with like, this, you don't, you don't care no, about defense. I think, I think you don't give a shit no, about defense. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think you don't because he's a great defender. Okay, where where does he rank? Where, where does he rank as a PG in the league for you? I don't know because oh, you I, don't know I, as a point guard. Yeah, as a point guard. Like if we're calling him an actual like true point guard, right? That's what he, that's the position he plays. Yeah, he's like a he's like a point forward in my opinion. But yeah, sure. Um... Man, when you okay. add in the defense, if you add in forwards, then he's really not. He's really ain't shit in the league. But anyway, he's a point guard that can defend small forwards. Okay, and power forwards. Where does he? Where does he rank in the league? It's hard without the list in front of oh, me. But clear, definitely in the top ten. Okay, N- okay. N- name name him. Definitely in the def. You said definitely in the top ten. Definitely in the top ten. I don't know, man. How am I going to find these point guards? What do I want to look at? The assist leaders in the NBA? What? We'll go to assist per game. Who's leading the league in assist per game? All right, LeBron, not a point guard. Ricky Rubio, better than LeBron Ricky James Rubio. is the point guard. Okay, so he's not better than LeBron James. He's absolutely better than Ricky Rubio. He's a better two-way player than Luka Doncic. Is he a better he's player? Better, than, is he a better player than Luka Doncic? Probably not. Okay. No, probably Fuck. Luka. Probably. Okay. He's better than Trey Young. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, he's better than Trey Young. Better <laughs> by, than Trey Young. By how much? Trey Young is getting cause, garbage time cause buckets tra- for 48 going, minutes a game. Because Trey is going for 30 Trae, and 11. Trey Young is getting garbage time buckets for 48 minutes a game. Okay. All right. All right. He's better than Devontae Graham. He's not better than Damian Lillard. He's better than Kyle Lowry. He's not better than James All Harden. Right, let, here, here, he's better than Russell Westbrook let me ask right you. now. Okay, let me ask you this. He's here. better than Russell Westbrook I, right now. I just want to hear you say it. No, no, we'll go. He's not better than Russell Westbrook right now. Oh wow. Is me, he better than Malcolm Brogdon? Let me, let me, let, let me get. Okay, how about this? I, I, Is he I, better I, than Malcolm Brogdon? I, I, uh, probably not. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we're being real, Malcolm Brogdon is a problem. Malcolm Brogdon is nice though. Now, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon is a problem. All right. <laughs> so if if we're being serious, he might not be. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon is actually low so, key really okay, nice. Okay. Look, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna l- let's try to name ten. Is he better than Steph Curry? Say Steph Curry's playing. No, he's not better than Steph okay. Curry. We know that, right? So then that's one he's not better than. Is he better than Dan Lillard? No. Is he better than Kyrie? Yes. Okay. Is he is he I mean, I don't even like Kyrie, and that's questionable. Right, I don't know. I just don't want. I don't want. I don't want Kyrie anywhere near my basketball organization. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I want him nowhere near. I don't want Kyrie watching my games, like on TV, nowhere. Like, I don't want him to use me in two K. Like, I don't want Kyrie anywhere near my team, bro. 
What about <laughs> not a chance? Hold on, let's see. What about Kemba? He's better than Kemba. So this is this dude's a top. He's a top five point guard then. Yeah, I, I really think that Ben Simmons is one of those players that people have scrutinized so much for what he can't do. And it's funny to me because you love Rondo, who's like oh my the God. ultimate case study in this. It's my, it's my, what, it's my favorite it's like, point guard of all time. <laughs> let's, let's spend five hours talking about what a guy doesn't do well, and it just makes you forget about what they do do well. So, like, yeah, like fucking Bill Simmons calls them tables guys. Like, hey, what do they bring to the table and what do they take off? If they bring more to the table than what they take off, they're good. And he brings a lot more to the table than what he takes off. What does he take off? Three-point shooting and free-throw shooting. And, and I guess, overall aggression, right? He's not like an alpha as far as going out there trying to get 30 every night. That's my problem with Ben Simmons is he probably could go out there and get 30 any night he wants. That's what, that's what I mean. That's why I say stuff like that. But, I, so but will he grow into that? Can he still become that? We know he can do it. He's been doing it since Joel's been out. It's so frustrating to me to see a guy like him, and he he's a walking 35, 10, and 10, and he just doesn't do it. He, he's he's not working coach, on his though. game enough. This is also a coach that prefers to have a generational big man fucking hang out at the three-point line all day. The way they use Embiid is a criminal. Yeah, it's interesting. It's criminal. I don't, I don't care if the game is shifting towards threes. I have watched Joel Embiid repeatedly bully people on the block. No, there's nobody can stop him. Certainly not anybody in the East. You you gonna show some love to Chris Paul? Out what, what he's doing with the Thunder right now? I love what Chris Paul. I love it. I love I love Chris Paul. I love Shea Gildress Alexander. Great organization. Yeah, and they have like 15 first round draft picks coming up. Alexander is a, is a problem. A, 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 a big time problem. Like for real, give him like nineteen a game. Yeah, he that boy nice. <laughs> and Chris Paul, I think, yeah, I think Chris Paul is playing point. He's just out there like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm literally just gonna play point. Like I'm gonna make these dudes better. I don't have any attention on me. Like no one expects us to be good. Yeah, I love what Chris Paul is doing. I don't, and I don't love Chris Paul, but Chris Paul is doing his thing. No doubt. Shea Gildas Alexander doing. Shea Gildas Alexander is getting twenty and six right now. No, absolutely. He's been balling. I mean, and just yeah. to, so just so I'm clear, I don't think obviously Ben Simmons is is worse than all those guys on that list, but he should be. It should it shouldn't even be a discussion that he's a top three point guard in the league, and it's a very massive discussion. And it shouldn't be. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I just feel like that that list he put out was was. Well, dude, I was we were turning up. I was pissed off. I was watching, marinating in hate. <laughs> I was. I was just like, this dude should be so much better. Like, I'm. This dude makes me so angry. I, I do agree on that, man. I do agree that he could be a lot more assertive. But I feel like you got to look at what he does do. And like, I mean, again, if he didn't play D, I'd really have a problem with him. But he is a. He doesn't just play D. Like he is an impact defender. No, no. Also, I mean, shout out my guy. He's fucking seven feet the tall. Rookie they got. They got. They might have the best defensive player I ever seen. This uh, this is a dude Tybal. Have you watched this guy? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my god. He'd be giving boys fits. He's the he's the yeah, the small forward. They're playing him like thirty minutes a game. I think he averaged like three points. He's he's a fucking just lock up. Ridiculous defender. <laughs> like dumb defender. Lock up city. Like 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 Thibodeau probably would have played this guy fifty eight minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> Thibodeau would have been like, Oh my god. Thibodeau would have had an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, who is this? No, I gotta doing? go Where look. Come from? I gotta go look. I gotta go. Yeah, look. watch Matisse Tybal, man. Shout out Matisse Tybal. That's going to be it for us. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little for Big Nick the Quick. 
Make sure you give us a five-star review if you're rocking with the show, man. Go tell your homies. Pass us along. You already know we working for y'all. Keep working for us. Lock in Tuesdays, Fridays. That's when we're releasing the episode. This will drop. If you're listening, it's already Friday, so you know what time it is. 